Would you like to know how to generate a massive amount of business referrals? But get this without asking. Hey, all you future Forexers out there, thank you for joining me once again on Real Estate with Kelly. I'm your host, Kelly Johnston, a 25-year veteran in the real estate industry who has spent the last four years developing content for new agents to excel in the real estate industry. This podcast contains everything from solo episodes speaking on subject matter that's valuable for your business. Also, we let you listen in on recordings of live coaching sessions. And we also get to bring in some guests who are going to give you some valuable insights that could change how you tackle your real estate business and real estate life. Today, we're talking with Stacy Brown Randall for about 30 minutes, and there's a ton of value here. So maybe if you can, get out your pen and pencil because this episode is jam-packed with a bunch of information that's going to take you to the next level in your business. Stacy is a multiple award-winning author of the book entitled Generating Business Referrals Without Asking. She is the host of the Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast and a nationally recognized speaker. Stacy has been featured in many national publications like Entrepreneur Magazine, Investor Business Daily, Forbes, CEO World, Fox News, and more. Wow. She's a powerhouse lady who is married with three kids but manages to help well-known corporations and franchises, business owners, and solopreneurs like you in the real estate, financial, and professional services industry grow. And it's all about how to generate referrals. Referrals should be the lifeblood of your business. We talk about this all the time. So how do you maximize the opportunity for referrals? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's meet Stacy Brown Randall. Stacy Brown Randall, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule and your busy life and being here with us today. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I, uh, let's get right into it. Um, the audience has heard a little bit about you and, and, and stuff, but let's talk about who Stacy Brown Randall is like, you know, talk about a little bit about where you came from and, and, and your little bit of your, your life before becoming a, a professional. Yeah. I'm sure your audience is saying that would be great, but I'd rather hear about the referrals without asking, but I do appreciate <laughs> you asking that question to start. Cause I do think people wonder, like, this is such a contrarian way to look at referrals. Like it didn't just, you know, combust all of a sudden out of nowhere, right? I mean, it obviously came from somewhere. And yeah. really for me, what I teach today and have been doing for about the last decade is actually teaching people some of the lessons that I had to learn the hard way when my first business failed. And mm -hmm. when my I started an HR consulting firm, so really nothing to do with sales if it was HR, but I started an HR consulting firm. I'd have a background um, and a number of different things in publishing and in sales and marketing. And then of course, also in HR, I was always on the hunt to the thing I would do that would allow me to start my own business that I was really excited for. And like, I want to actually be a boss and be an entrepreneur. And actually it's not so much being the boss as much as it is, is just being the boss of my time and just yeah. deciding, right? What I'm going to work and how often I'm going to work and what that looks like for me. So, you know, when I started my first company, I was so excited. Like most people, you hang out a shingle and you're scared and you're excited. And I started an HR consulting firm and it would unfortunately fail after four years. It would not mm -hmm. quite make it to the five-year mark. And even though I would have big name clients like KPMG, one of the four largest accounting firms in mm -hmm. the world, and Ally Bank and some other companies as well, 
you know, it just, it wasn't going to sustain me. And after four years, I had to admit defeat. I had to grab my badge and as a part of the membership of the business failure club. And I had to go back and get a job, which is like the hardest thing to do in the world, yes. in the world when you've been on your own. And so, but I had to do it. So I got a job. I went back to corporate America and I was already like planning my escape route because I knew I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just needed to figure out a better way to grow a sustainable business. And for me, it all came down to business development and filling that prospecting pipeline, keeping that pipeline full of potential people that would say yes to being a client. And when you don't have a full pipeline, you go through feast or famine and the highs and the lows, and you ride this thing that I call the entrepreneurial roller coaster. And it is not the ride you want to be on. It's the ride we all start on in our first or second year of being in business. No matter what it is that you're doing, we all ride that same roller coaster of the highs and the lows. But you really should figure out how to get off of it by your second year. And I was still on it into my fourth year, going into my fifth year. And so for me, it was really, okay, I want to do this again. I want to start over. I want to have another business. But how in the heck do I make it successful? How do I survive and not fail? And so for me, it was like, well, what I do wrong? It's usually where I start with, well, what worked and what didn't? And yeah. then reverse engineer some things. And for me, it really was, okay, it wasn't that I couldn't get people to say yes. And it wasn't that I couldn't do great work and have my clients love me. It's that I needed more people to talk to so that I could have the right people that were supposed to say yes, say yes. And that all comes down to that pipeline. And so for me, I was like, well, I can't network any more than I already did in my first business. And by the time I started my second business, we had, I now had three children. So like, it was just a lot, right? It was, that wasn't going to be an option for me. Mm. And so I couldn't network every night of the week. I'm never going to cold call. I've done it. I'll never do it again. If yeah. I'm cold calling, hell has literally frozen over. And so for me, it was like, I wasn't going to cold call. I didn't want to spend time cold emailing. I didn't want to spend time networking every night of the week. And then I was like, well, of course, referrals, like every, like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And then I was like, well, how are people taught to get referrals? Because I didn't get any of my first business. I'm like, how do I get some? And I hated all the advice, the, you know, the asking advice, or it was, if it's not just asking for referrals and it was like, you've got to incentivize for referrals. And I don't mean real estate agent to real estate agent, because that's totally different. I mean, like the incentives or the kickbacks or the under the table stuff. And then of course it was, oh, you got to network to know a ton of people. And then it was like, well, you just got to hope they happen. And I was like, none of those are okay with me. There's mm -hmm. got to be a better way. So because I do reverse engineer things and I do have a little bit of that data background, I sort of dig it into, well, what is a referral? What really makes it happen? When am I seeing it happen? And then I just started throwing spaghetti on the wall when I started my second business, which at that time was a productivity and business coaching practice. When I started that second business, it was like, what, what, what can I get to make referrals happen? And it started and it started happening. And I got 112 referrals in my first year as a business coach that I didn't ask for. And that then would continue every year after successful digit referrals. But what I realized was that as I was generating those referrals, I was doing it in an entirely different way. But what really crystallized that for me is about a year into my business coaching, my clients were saying, hey, um, thanks for teaching us how to like have a great business and how to be more productive and tame our inbox. We'd rather learn your referral strategy. And so I started doing that. It was like one-on-one -on -one with the referral strategy and forcing, like having to teach my clients what I was doing forced me to like, oh, wait, there is a system. Yeah. And when they couldn't understand something, I could be like, oh, wait, they need to see a visual. 
right? Like they need to understand that they need to be able to see that as well as I tell it to them and then building it out. And so really, as I did that, I was building the system. And then eventually we would go from the one-on-one coaching. Then I would do like workshops, you know, 30 to 50 people workshops. And then I would do the online program came out in 2015. And then since then, we've kind of changed up some of how we kind of offer our programs and services, but it really started from that place of, I cannot fail again. So what am I going to do to figure out how to be successful? And what made me successful as a business coach ultimately is what I shifted my entire business to teaching other people to do. And been doing that for almost a decade. We are in 11 different countries all around the world from, you know, the United States and Canada, all the way over to Singapore and Australia. Unbelievable. So what a story, you know, and that's just like the latter part of your story. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on, but, um, and being a mom and, you know, just being a human being and all that kind of stuff. So kudos to you on that. And, um, you know, the book generating business referrals without asking, um, there's a neat hook there because that's the initial thing that you think, don't you? Like when we talk to real estate agents and, and, you know, let's speak to real estate agents right now, someone's starting out in the business right now, you know, in your first year, you said you got 112 referrals and, I don't know how you do that without asking. That's that's the common question. And you know, every agent, right? That's starting out in the business this year, they're being told basically the same thing. Everybody, you know, dump them into your database and then, right. And then it's the worst advice I think that agents receive is dump everybody into your database and then label all of them clients. I'm like, but none of them are clients. Yeah. (laughs) You haven't made any commission off of any of them. They're just people, you know, and then like, communicate with them. And I was like, yeah, so what does that look like? What are you going to say? How often you gonna say? like, it's just, I, I understand it right. In terms of that's the, I think the generic advice that folks are told, like meet people, put them in your database, you know, tag them as clients and keep communicating with them so that when it comes time for them to buy or sell, they'll think of you. And that's right. just not how people pick their agent. It just, yeah. it really isn't. And when you, and it's not how I pick my financial advisor or my attorney or my CPA, it's not how I pick my agent or even my mortgage broker either. Like the reality of it is when people make the decision to work with someone, to help them do a huge transaction like that, they want to go with someone that they know they can trust. And that could be a family member who is like with the new real estate agent that's now in business. And they're like, okay, I'll take pity on my cousin, right? And use him or her. But usually they want to go with somebody that's been recommended. And And that I think more importantly than anything is to recognize is that recommendation doesn't have to be attached to years in business. Mm -hmm. That recommendation though does have to be attached with how much they trust you. And that is all going to be built on the relationship they have with you. And so if you're, if the advice agents are hearing is like dump everybody into your database and then just start emailing them, but that's not building a relationship. And so, right as you have heard for as long as you've probably been in this game as well, is that, well, then the, then the advice pops up. Well, now go ask all those people yeah. to refer you and they'll refer you people that they know, except for here's the thing that I think real estate <laughs> agents aren't talking about. If you come to me and you ask me for a referral and by the grace of God, I happen to think about maybe somebody I can <laughs> refer to you because you know what? Every day, I don't know somebody who needs to buy or sell. I just don't. So if I buy like just the grace, I'm like, I actually think I may know someone who has to refer you. And then I make that referral happen. And then you go about your business and maybe that referral 
it turns into a client. Maybe it doesn't, but I go about my business. You go about your business. The only thing you did was taught me that when you ask me for a referral, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll be like, let me get back to you. And then I'll just ignore you because that's an uncomfortable question for most people. But actually what it does is it puts the triggering on the agent doing the asking, which means the agent has to always be asking, which that becomes the trigger. That's a lot of work to constantly be thinking about every time you see people to be asking them. And then sometimes it's always funny to me when I have conversations with my clients, they're like, you know, at some point you get tired of people who know you like veering the other way in the supermarket or mm-hmm. veering the other way at the neighborhood barbecue or veering the other way at the networking event, because they know what you're about to say to them, which is, do you know anybody who needs to buy or sell a home? Because right. that's what they're taught to do. And, he was, and they were like, when you don't want to do that anymore, you start looking for other options. And I, and I always tell folks, if asking for referrals works for your real estate business, do it. Mm-hmm. But for the 98% of the rest of us, if you don't want to ask, you're not left with much. And I just think there's supposed to be solutions there and it shouldn't be incentivized or network to know a ton of people or cross your fingers and hope that referrals will happen, that you actually can generate referrals really doing, flying in the face of conventional wisdom and doing it completely opposite and have success. Well, that's super interesting. I'm totally intrigued because that's what I've been taught. You know, like I've been taught that. Like if I don't, ask, I know this, if I ask you a question and I go, what color is your shirt? Right away, your mind immediately starts to search for an answer, right? To answer me back. That's just how we operate. So asking a question triggers a thought and they might not have thought they might they may have said you know they just might be talking to you and just happy to be talking to you and then you just kind of do an oh by the way thing you know oh by the way if you happen to bump in any bump into anybody recently um you know that wants to do some real estate love it you know if you could throw my way kind of thing and then that triggers our brain to actually think about it oh yeah i was talking to sally the other day like that's the thought process <laughs> right isn't it? I mean, I call it the false thought process, but yes, yeah. and, that and is so the thought process of what's supposed to happen. throwing rocks at that right now. So let, 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 <laughs> I am super intrigued to hear how do we get this happening without asking? Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? So I think it's important that we break down what that advice has always told us, right? The advice is, is that if I ask you a question, your brain searches for the answer and there, yes, that is how the brain works, right? I ask you a question, you search for an answer. So if I ask you for a referral, your brain starts thinking about opportunities or people that you may know. Yeah. Except for most of the time, right? Those opportunities aren't there. So what you do is you don't get me start thinking about that. I talked to Sally a week ago, because actually, let me just, let me just do a sidebar real quick. Do you know what it really says if you're talking to a, talking to somebody and you happen to ask them for a referral and then they say, oh, now that you mention it, I was talking to Sally a week ago, I could refer her to you. Do you know what that actually is saying about you? That you weren't memorable a week ago when they were yeah. having the whole conversation about Sally meeting an agent. <laughs> like that's actually, I know that doesn't And it nice. never came up and now they're feeling guilty a little bit too. Right, right. And so it's like, oh yeah, because I didn't think about you because why? Yeah. Right. If I have to trigger you to remember me by asking you for referrals for you to even consider referring me, let's just go ahead and get down to the heart of what's going on here. There's a disconnect in relationship. Mm. And the problem here is, is because most of us are taught 
that referrals are going to come from the masses because we're going to ask the masses. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you. And then a week later, when I see you again, I'm going to ask you again and ask these five people because that's the tactic. The tactic is very prospecting in nature. Right. And so the idea there is, is that, but that's not where referrals really come from. If you were to go back in your business and you were to look at where your clients come from, and then you look at the people, like, so maybe some come through SEO, maybe come through social media, maybe some used to work with you 10 years ago and right. And now they're coming to you because you're now an agent. Right. But like, if you look at the ones that were actually referred to you, and then you looked at the people yeah. who referred those clients to you, yeah. they have things in common. First of all, it's a small group. It is never everybody's entire client base. It's like 20 to 30% of the people that could refer you are actually referring you. Yes. So if you first pay attention to who's referring you, then you can start paying attention to, well, why those people and not the other 70% that aren't referring me. And more than likely, it's going to come down to relationship you have with them, right? Whether that relationship is based on the fact that you're just in better communication with them, you're a little bit more top of mind because your deal just happened, you really saved their behinds because something bad went down and you made it better. But there is something there from a relationship perspective that probably brought them to the place where they thought to refer you, right. which is great. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to save them behind every six months to make them actually think about referring you. And you're not going to always be right top of mind in the normal happenings of your business to get them to think about referring you. So what are you going to do? Well, that all comes down to how you build the relationship. Yeah. And if I know anything about working with agents, because I have had the pleasure to work with some amazing agents, you guys are like crazy busy. Like we're all busy, but agents are like, crazy busy because mm -hmm. you're at the whim, right? Of these other people in real estate called humans. Yeah. So way back in the day, I had a, I was, I had a full-time job, but I got my real estate license just to see what it would be like. And I was a real estate agent for a couple of years. And I remember somebody asked me once, they're like, so how's it going with real estate? And I was like, oh my gosh, best career ever, best industry ever. If it wasn't for the people, <laughs> like that was because you deal with people at their best and at their worst. And it's just, yeah. you know, you're just busy. So if your strategy is ask people all the time that you see them or remember to call them every 32 days and ask them for a referral, let's be honest. We know 99.9% .9 of most agents are going to blow off that advice because it's the spring season. It's the summer season. Maybe they're going on vacation. Like you need a strategy and a system that honors the relationship you have with the people who are in the best position to refer you, but doesn't take days out of your life every single week to actually make happen. Mm. So when we think about the referral plans that I teach business owners, just like agents to create, we're looking at it from the perspective of how are we going to be memorable and meaningful? How are we going to make sure that what we're doing keeps us top of mind? Your newsletter is not top of mind, right? Mm -hmm. That's keep in touch. That's totally different from top of mind. Because at the end of the day, here's the thing I want people to understand about real referrals, the ones that show up and they're like, take my money. I just need to hire you. When those real referrals are showing up, at the end of the day, from that referral source to be able to refer you, they need desire and opportunity. Desire is to pick you over the thousand other agents in your area. Why do I pick Kelly? Right? Why do I pick Stacy? Like, mm -hmm. I need to have the desire to pick you. And that's the piece we can control is the relationship I have with you creates the desire for you to pick me. Of course, we have to manage that relationship correctly. The mm -hmm. second piece of that, though, is opportunity. And there's got to be opportunity for me to know somebody to send to you. 
You don't control that piece. All the other advice would tell you that you do, but desire and opportunity have to be there. You only control one. So we need to make sure we're picking the right people. So the opportunity can be there as well. But on top of all of that, what we're trying to do with our referral sources, the people who will refer us clients is we're trying to impact how they feel about us, right? So Kelly, do me a favor. Think about somebody who's referred you before, just their first name, just any first name of someone who's referred you. Yeah, like the just stuff, the first name. Uh, Ernie. Okay, Ernie. Okay, so if we want to impact how Ernie feels about you, right? So if the goal here is to impact how Ernie feels about you, we need to impact him feeling, right? Like you care about him, like you appreciate the referrals, like you don't take them for granted. Because mm-hmm. when we can impact how Ernie feels about you, yeah. we can then direct how Ernie thinks about you. And in that way, we can be normal. And we don't need to ask, right? right? We teach planting referral seeds within the referral strategies that we teach. That's the language secret sauce piece for us is the referral seeds that kind of gets referrals into their subconsciousness. But it's coming from a place of authenticity of like, of course you want to take care of Ernie. Ernie hands you basically dollar bills because Ernie hands you new clients. So it's crazy for you to think that, no, I don't want to take care of Ernie. Like, of course, right? So everything comes from a genuine, authentic, grateful place of like, I'm thankful for these people that they refer me. And now I want to make sure they know it. But I'm not just like sending them gift cards every month because that's not, that is going to seem very disingenuous, very fast. Mm. There's got to be a variety of what you say. There's got to be a variety of what you do. And you have to be able to manage it so that you can keep that relationship going in the crazy busyness of being a real estate agent. Yeah. And be scalable for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't take everybody out for dinner all the time and all that stuff. Yeah, totally. Right. You'll be you broke know, and yeah. very overweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you know what though? It's you're really resonating with me right now, because if I think about like my business is probably 80% referrals now, mm-hmm. and that's not a brag. That's nothing about that, but I actually don't remember the last time I've actually asked for it. Now, you know, Bye-bye. I'm 25 years in now. I'm not saying I'm implementing every aspect of your book or doing it perfect or anything like that, but I will say what you're saying is resonating because it is about relationships. There's people that actually say to other people, you have to use Kelly and Nicole. You have to call Kelly and Nicole. And they call us up and we're just meeting. We're just going to the next level. And they're people I like working with and they're awesome. And it's, you know, and, 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 and and I will say to new, new agents, when it gets easier, it does get easier because it gets easier. If, <laughs> but, but, you, but the relationship aspect of things. So let's dig into that. Um, let's see, how, how do we ask that question? To, to inspire the higher, I guess, if I'm going to use a funny phrase, <laughs> but, but you know, inspire people, for people to be inspired to say, you've got to use Kelly and Nicole, you've got to call Kelly and Nicole. They will take care of you. What, what, what's some tactical strategies for that? Yeah, so the number one thing you actually have to do first is identify who those people are. Yeah. And so when I teach 
like, okay, let's build you a referable real estate practice, right? Let's build you a referable business. There are three main strategies at the foundation that I'm going to have you implement. Now, I'm not going to say that you're going to need all three of them, but most of the time I'm going to be working with folks that we're going to look at implementing at least part of all three of them. And the first one is your existing referral sources. And the reason why we start there and not with your referable client experience, but we start with your existing referral sources mm -hmm. is because it's everybody's low-hanging fruit with their business. Yes. People who have already shown that they are willing to refer you, if you could just take care of them in a better way and use some different language that allowed you to not feel ever like you had to ask them for referrals or be in front of them all the time and that you could just take care of them in a very specific framework that we teach. Mm -hmm. Your existing referral sources are more likely to give you more referrals. So the first strategy we build is for existing referral sources to get more referrals from them. Okay. But that strategy starts with you knowing who the heck they are. Yes. And I can't begin to tell you how many times I have like seen behind the curtain into the database of an agent. And they're like, well, here's all my clients that were referred to me. And then they'll start saying, well, this person came from, this person came from Facebook and this person came from, I'm like, wait, you said it was referred. They're like, well, yeah, that's just what we were taught to say. And I was like, Facebook doesn't refer you anybody. <laughs> they, they pass you on a lead. They're not referring you. So first we have to usually like dig in yes. and unpack the craziness of the database and like put some real labels and categories into yes. who those humans are. And so you've got to know who are your existing referral sources because how I'm going to teach you or tell you to take care of your referral sources is going to be completely dictated based on who they are. So if all of your referral sources, like, like not all, because they're never carbon copies of each other, but if the majority of your referral sources are guys in their 20s, single guys at that, they're probably not, I'm just gonna make it up. Single mm -hmm. guys in their 20s are who is referring you. What we would talk about doing is going to look entirely different than if your referral sources are usually working moms and dads in their 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. Just They're just different humans. And so what we do is completely dictated by who are we doing it for. Now, of course, within our framework, we do teach there's some certain things you have to do, and there has to be a certain amount of variety. You cannot send a gift to somebody five times a year and think that's going to get you a bunch of referrals, mm -hmm. right? There's only so many drive-bys and drop-offs that you can do or, you know, the contest you can run, right? Before people just tire of that. So variety yeah. is the spice of life, and it does need to be a surprise and delight factor. So that's the first strategy, unless you're brand new in business, if you're two years and less in business, everybody else for agents, two or more years in business, I would have them start with my existing referral source strategy. But that leads me to the second strategy I want everyone to have, but it's where newbie agents start. And that's the potential referral source strategy. It's the right. soon to be the people you want to refer you, but that strategy still starts with identification. You have to be able to identify who these people are yeah. and it's much smaller group than you think it is yeah. based on the categories of referral sources. And then we teach a cultivation process of how you actually can cultivate someone to become a referral source. But I'll tell you, it'll never be a bull in the China shop, like going through the front door. It'll always be coming to the side door where your focus is going to be more on that person then it will ever be on the referrals you're wanting to generate because yes. that's how you actually bring someone along to trusting you and wanting to have a relationship with you to get them to the point where they would refer you and put their reputation on the line for you. 
So first strategy, existing referral sources. Second strategy, potential referral sources. And then the third strategy is our referable client experience. That's not mm. the amazing work you do. It's more than that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have a referable client experience and then you've got to know how to leverage referrals out of it as well. So that second strategy <laughs> is kind of a two-parter. But that's the foundational pieces that I would have people put into place. But where they start is all going to be dictated about where they are in business right now and what their ultimate need is and how can we get them some early success so they'll keep going. But intentionally identifying, I think that's the key takeaway for that right away, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and understand who they are and and how to, and then take it to the next level and then use strategies to nurture that later, right? right? I I talk about strategic alliances all the time. And then I talk about the A plus before the A's. A's are really good clients, but A pluses are the ones that refer and those ones need to need attention. And so, yeah, very cool. This is great stuff. We're coming up to our time. And, uh, and I know you've got to, you've got to get out in about two minutes. So um, uh, talk about how we can contact you, how we can get your book. Um, every real estate agent needs to have this book, I think, and, and, and make sure that they, they read it through and implement the strategies and whatever stage you're at in your real estate journey. Um, I think this is something that would be super valuable for you. Um, generating business referrals without asking a simple five-step plan to referral explosion. I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hooked. So the book is available wherever um, books are sold. There is an ebook version. There's the printed copy. Of course, I'm old school. I like my printed copies, but there's also there's the audio uh, version that's available on audible as well. So books are, the book is available wherever books are sold. And then of course, the best way to kind of learn more about what I do and reach out if you have questions and kind of figure out where you are and where you want to start is really going to our website, stacybrownrandall.com. And Stacy has an E, it's my full name, stacybrownrandall.com. And as you kind of look through that, you'll kind of get a sense of like, oh, she's got a podcast. Yeah, she's got a book. But there's also some great content based on where you are in business. Are you two years in or more? Are you less than two? Start there and choosing your own adventure and kind of looking at it from that perspective. Awesome. That's fantastic. So some great resources there. Um, Stacy Brown Randall, Stacy with an EY. Um, <laughs> and uh, thank you for spending time with us today. And I think there's some super valuable information there. And please explore what Stacy's got going on. And, uh, and let's just take it from there. I'm going to let you go because this is exactly 12 o'clock now. And yep. so um, thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate it. And I hope that we got out of it in the time that we had allotted everything we wanted to, um, man, there was, there was a lot there to break down. So I, maybe we, maybe we, maybe we do this again and, uh, get deeper that, into some things. That would be happy to come back. That would be great. I would look forward to that. And I always tell folks when you're making the decision to start thinking about referrals differently, you probably don't need to hear four hours of it. I think you just need to hear a little <laughs> bit and be like, I, I think I like this and then go learn a little bit more and yeah. then keep adding to that repertoire of understanding what it looks like to generate referrals without asking. I want you to generate referrals in the most natural way possible. So that means no manipulation, no incentivizing, and no asking. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Stacy. You have a fantastic day and uh, let's keep in touch. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Well, that was an amazing episode. Thank you, Stacy, for taking the time to be with us. 
check out Stacy's website, stacybrownrandall.com and get her book and see how it can change how you approach developing a massive amount of referrals for your business. Here's a quote that I took away from the episode and it really resonated with me. Here it is. If I have to trigger you to remember me by asking you for referrals, for to even consider referring me, let's just go ahead and get down to the heart of what's going on here. There is a disconnect in relationship. Wow, that's pretty good stuff, huh? Great stuff. So think about that for a second. Focus on blowing your clients' minds. Focus on the relationship before, during, and after helping these people and see how many referrals start pouring your way. I love it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Get out there and make a great day.